again, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion. You can also check out my work at MetalExpressRadio.com. You can listen to the Rock is George podcast on multiple formats now, not just at anchor.fm slash rockisgeorge. You can stream the podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and more. Thank you for tuning in. For episode 11 of the Rock is George podcast, I have another great interview for you. Uh, it's with an artist that's up and coming. His name is Polly Chuck, sort of an eclectic music act. He started off as a guitar shredder at the age of 13. Uh, he hails from Montreal, Canada. He has an EP out right now. It's called Shadows Exposed. It's sort of a combination of R&B, modern rock, a little bit of EDM in there. It's got a lot of different genres going on. Uh, me and Polly Chuck talked about that. You're going to find out why. You're going to find out the meanings behind his songs. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. So here's Polly Chuck. If I knew absolutely nothing about Polly Chuck, how would you describe your music to me? I would say alternative rock, that's for sure. Hard rock, alternative rock, um, but a little bit on the prog side. I have, uh, you know, I have influences from so many different genres, and uh, it's like a mashup of all the things that I really love, and uh, very technical guitar solos sometimes. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I would say. I would agree. It's certainly one of the more unique uh, sounds that I've heard. And I shouldn't say specifically sounds. I should say that you. When you put out singles, they're all kind of a little bit different. Like you have one which is like a shreddy guitar solo. You got the new EP, which is a lot of, I hear a lot of R&B in, in those songs. Uh, is that some, did you start out with one and then switch to the other? Or is this something you're just going to go, I'm going to play what I want to play? I really go, I want to play, I'm going to play what I want to play. You know, I, 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 before that, I was in, in bands. I was in, I was playing ex extreme metal. I, I was in hardcore bands and stuff. And this project is really just, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna write what I want to write. And I'm just, it's gonna sound like, like, like me. If you took every single song that's on my playlist and put them into a genre, the stuff that I love to listen to, and that's, that's just what I make. I make the music that I would like to hear. Your new EP is Shadows Exposed. It came out on July 23rd. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the songs, if you don't mind. Uh, is there a meaning behind Beating Myself Down? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's kind of like the, the lyrics are a little bit dark. Well, they're very dark. They're all about, like, you know, I'm, I'm here singing about how life sucks and how, how it's horrible. But the vibe of the song is uh, is kind of uplifting and, and up, you know, it has an upbeat uh, uh, sound. So it's kind of like a little bit of a, a caricature or, or you know, making fun of myself when I talk to myself that way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, not taking myself too seriously. When you're beating yourself down, don't take yourself too seriously because it's going to go away. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pass sometime. So that's the meaning behind the song, yeah. Was that kind of uh, inspired by being locked down for the last 18 months because a lot of people kind of I'm sure had struggles mentally and beating themselves down. Whether there's a lockdown or no lockdown, there's always a time where you're going to 
feel horrible and you know what i mean every song is kind of about a, a, a feeling or stuff that we all go through but uh you know i sing about these things but not in a depressing way or in a more in a liberating way like i sing about these things so i can you know kind of express my feelings and you know get rid of these emotions you know absolutely you yeah. want to talk a little bit about the next song on the ep exposure the song exposure is uh is more of a like a call out song or or like a f u uh, but it's not to a specific person we all like i said they're all emotions that we all go through and and uh you know anger and resentment is a is a big one so the song was really so i wrote the lyrics because i went with the vibe of the music i wrote the music first and it felt like huh i feel like i want to say hey man to somebody you know um uh do you, it's like inspired by the the song by limp biscuit what's it called uh just one of those days when you don't want to wake up you <laughs> see what i mean uh it's there's no specific person but it just feels like ah i want to you know say that but yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in the dark, uh, probably continuing this dark uh, music yeah. theme here. Exactly. In the dark is more of a. There's dark moment. Dark moments. Uh, we all go through dark moments, and you know, sometimes I say in one of the lines, "In the dark is where I get my glow." So sometimes when uh, things go things are things go wrong or whatever, I just want to isolate myself, and this is where I find. You know, my wisdom, my inner peace. Yeah. Uh, starting to see a little pattern in the songs of yeah, them yeah. kind of <laughs> coming together. <laughs> and the next one is Driving Me Mad. Me Mad. This is more about a, a relationship uh, with somebody. You know, you somebody is, is, is relationship with uh, it, it's not something that happened, really. But it, it all like I said, it's, it's all things that happen in life. It, it all happens. To us, and you know, somebody at some point might be driving you mad. If, you know, the final song on the EP is "Lights Out." Lights out. Turn the lights out. So <laughs> let go of all that negativity and move on. Yeah. Uh, you've released a couple of singles in addition to the ones from the EP that didn't make the EP. Yeah. Did you feel that they? I mean, constructed wouldn't really fit in, but <laughs> here yeah. I come and nailed to the X are kind of similar in vain. But uh, was there a reason you left those out? Yeah, the style is a little bit different. Like I said, Construct is really a shred song. It's really, it's all guitar. Um, Nailed to the X is one of the first ones that I released. It's about um, staying sober and staying, um, keeping the straight edge because I, 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 I'm, a, I don't want to say I'm straight edge. I am, but I'd rather just say that I'm, I'm a sober person and I don't use drugs or whatever. Um, so, but it was really more the style of there was less guitars and more uh, no guitar solos. Uh, yeah. So it was really a question of, 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 of style here. So you mentioned that you're, you're sober or straight edge. Is yeah. that difficult being in a band where most bands are, you know, most bands drink and do drugs. And yeah. it's, it's... No, I mean, it's, it's not because, well, the musicians that are that play with me are super clean. Like, I mean, they're not straight edge necessarily, but they're they're super professional, so they don't get wasted or anything. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'm super. I'm not really attracted to to drinking anymore. I've done my my. I've had my share of of alcohol and partying and stuff. So yeah, I mean, 
people can do whatever they want. If I feel like they're bothering me, I'll just leave and go sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You produced and performed everything on your EP as well as your singles, as far as I could tell. Uh, Had you ever considered putting a band together? I do. So I do have a band that play with me live. Um, You know, like I, I, it's true that I played everything, but I'm not a pro at every instrument. So, you know, my bass lines are very, uh, very uh, um, simple. My, my drum, uh, drum beats are are very simple too. Uh, You know, same for the, the, the synths. So my guys are really more advanced in their in their instruments, and I, you know, when we perform live, sometimes we go a little bit more. Uh, I, I I let them, you know, uh, a little bit of freedom uh, creatively, you know, to to play, you know, more drum beats, not not beats, but more like drum fills or whatever. So uh, yeah, I have a band, and the next, uh, you know, whatever comes next after my EP will be recorded by them. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I know you're up in Canada. Are you able to tour right now, or is that something that you're looking uh, ahead in the future to do? Yeah, it, in Canada, things are going really slowly. So venues are opening up slowly, like gradually we have. like So we, we booked the show for September in a venue that can, uh, that uh, in, in the 300 people, you know, venue. But the capacity so far is 54 people. So, and everybody has to sit down with masks and stuff. So it's going very slowly. Touring is like uh, out of the question. But <laughs> playing live, playing live, there are possibilities. I mean, maybe in September things will change and the, the restrictions will be a little less uh, severe or strict. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see then. I'm really looking for. Uh, I'm, you know, any opportunity to play live, man. Do you plan a physical release of the new EP? I don't think so. Not of the, not of the EP. If I do something, it'll be vinyl. Uh, just because it's, I like vinyl because it, I, it sounds better to me. I love to listen to my music on vinyl. It just, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of cooler. I don't see the point of doing a physical CD uh, because the quality is just exactly the same as Spotify and b- without the convenience. So if, if I do anything, it will be on vinyl. Yeah, absolutely. Vinyl seems to be the, the physical media of choice yeah. these days because everything's so digital and compressed and all yeah. that other fun stuff. Yeah. And I love the fact that people, when people listen to vinyl, they really have to make the effort of really like putting the disc uh you know <clears throat> and and sitting down and really taking time to listen to the music so that's something that i really like about vinyls um you know cd would be the same but the quality is not better than spotify right and i think if you have the ability to skip through stuff you will but if you <laughs> have to sit there and listen to the whole thing exactly enjoy it more. exactly yeah, yeah yeah cassette is also one that you wouldn't be able to skip but the quality is not there like, no, no, some guys are doing it, but uh, I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hip to have a cassette. I mean, that's probably the only reason why. It's a, a small object that is, you know, people like, fans like to have, uh, to, like, possess a physical, you know, object of, of the fans that, you know, collectors or whatever. So that's something cool, but 
<clears throat> aside from that, I think vinyl is a, uh, is probably what I'm going to do if I do any uh, physical copies. If not, you know, Spotify works great, or any other platform like music. I'm, I'm talking when I say Spotify, I include uh, Apple and SoundCloud and all these these platforms. No question. Hey guys, Rock is George here with the Rock is George podcast whiskey break. I figured since Polly Chuck is from Canada, Montreal, Canada, to be specific. Uh, we should do a Canadian whiskey tasting. So today, I got uh, something that's new to the market. It's called Bareface. It's a seven-year-old Canadian whiskey, uh, triple oak aged. Basically, with Canadian whiskey, there's no real rules on what they need to do, what the ingredients need to be, how long it needs to be aged, and stuff like that. Where When you get into scotch and bourbon, there's certain time periods that need to go by or ways that they need to be aged. Uh, like I said, Bareface is something rather new. They got a couple of different offerings. Uh, I have the Triple Oak here, and it says their Triple Oak release is single grain, matured for seven years, and then it's elementally aged. I think that's just a fancy slogan they made up. Uh, they put it in French oak red wine casts, and dried virgin Hungarian oak, and then they took it out into the elements of Canada. Uh, so it was exposed to the cold, the heat, and whatever temperatures the area of Canada that they were in kind of affected the the wood and imparted it on the whiskey inside. Sometimes it's just a fancy way to sell stuff, but hey, work for me, got me to buy it. The other thing that got me to buy it was it was $30. So you can't go wrong, <laughs> $30 seven-year-old whiskey. Let's give it a try here. It's got a very sweet smell to it. You could definitely smell that oakiness uh, to it. Let's give it a sip. It's very smooth. Uh, you could taste the spice from the oak. There's a lot of caramely sweetness to it. Uh, it's probably more oaky than I've tasted... Uh, for something else that was triple oak aged. I don't know if that's the elements <laughs> influencing it, but uh, it's a really good whiskey. It's warm on the tongue. It's smooth going down. I think it's good if you're a new whiskey drinker or an old pro like me at this point. Uh, like I said, $30 can't be beat. It's worth a try. Check it out. Bareface Canadian whiskey, triple oak. Now back to Polychuck. You've made a couple of guest spots on other artists' music. Um, how did you uh, get to know Ian Matthew? Oh, I started following him on Instagram. I actually saw an, an, an ad that, that that he had posted on Instagram, and I thought, I love his voice. I loved his uh, his melodies. His style is completely different than mine. And back then, he was really more in the hip-hop kind of uh kind of uh style it was more like like a little bit more like post malone you know like uh, sung hip-hop or whatever i don't really know how to describe it but the new you know you know what i mean i'm sure yeah uh, lots of other tune but really good melodies and i i you know reached out to him and said hi man i love your music it's great and he said hey cool i'll follow back and then here we are a year after uh he reached out to me hey man you really shred how about we do a song together i was like yeah for sure man anytime and that's yeah that's how we met now on the flip side you you play with a completely different style band as well you appear on a single with numbskull how did that come about this guy uh we also met on instagram but what's what's funny is that we can't, we come from the same uh the same town we were both from montreal 
and uh, from the same background as well. He's he was in the extreme metal before. He's a, an amazing drummer, you know, really extreme metal drummer. Uh, but yeah, and he reached out to me. We actually we we were. We're, we're friends like we, we've met in real life because we're, we're both in Montreal and we were talking about making something together and uh, yeah, it, it finally happened. So, yeah. Excellent. It seems like Instagram is uniting musicians uh, left and right. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I also offer to people on Instagram, to my, uh, to my followers on Instagram, if they want, they, I, I offer like guitar features so they can reach out to me and I'll, you know, for a fee, I'll play a solo on their song. So there's a few artists that have done that, but haven't, uh, um, you know, written my name on their on on, on the. And that that's totally fine. Like I don't I don't require like it's not required to do so. But uh, it's something that I offer. So sometimes I'll I'll meet artists that way too. You also do guitar instruction, not just online, but do you do classes? Yeah, I I only do guitar classes online. Yeah. Oh, okay. I only do Zoom lessons to people all over the world, and they my my biggest platform for that is uh, Instagram and TikTok. People find me on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, yeah, that's it's what I do full time now. It's really it's become my my day gig. So that's that's really cool. That's really that that's something that allowed me to you know always be in my studio, always have a guitar in hand. So um it's it's a great environment to be in when you're writing music and when you want to you know release music uh so what is your go-to guitar setup oh uh it's a good question i would say uh, a marshall plexi with a uh tube screamer and a sur guitar yeah that's just it's just perfect it's very simple but you know very effective a sur guitar that that's an interesting choice i think yeah because it's like to me it's like i you know i love the the classics i love the you know the les paul and the stratocaster telecaster but the sur to me is kind of like an upgraded version of the classics you know what i mean so um i'm uh i'm a huge fan of that brand i play with a sur i played on on my on every song i played with my sur uh, not every part, but I played with my surround every song and, and I really just love the feel and, you know, obviously a Marshall Plexi, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, you are a guitar shredder. I mean, you've got that one single out where you shred and you play a, a main guitar on your, on your singles on the EP as well. Um, do you think that the, the shred guitar is sort of a dying art? I think so, yeah, big time. But it's also because um, it's becoming, uh, you know, people have been playing the same kind of licks for, you know, since the 80s. So we need to find <laughs> ways, you know what I mean? Not, not I don't say that in a, in a bad way, but we need to find, you know, more innovative ways to, to make, you know, just to make sh shredding more interesting again. You know, there's guys like Tosin Abasi who plays, like, he plays in, in Animals as Leaders. Uh, he's known as a great shredder. Uh, you know, the, all the new guys, they they found ways to sound different because it was cool in the 80s, I guess. I wasn't even born. I was born in 89. But, you know, when Ingve <laughs> Malmsteen and Steve Vai came with all these scales and crazy stuff, well, it was different than, than what Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, what Jimmy Page was doing and stuff. But yeah. 
you know, if you keep doing the same thing for after 40 years, it gets a little bit like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> for me, I try to mix a little bit of, of fusion and even fusion. It's, it's been there for a long time, but I try to mix a little bit of fusion in the, in the, in the more R&B kind of, you know, sound that I have. So I try to do a little bit of uh, neo soul sometimes neo soul with lots of distortion so it's hard to describe but i try to be different and that's what i think shredders should do if they wish that the, the, the art of shredding stays alive <laughs> yeah. uh who are some of your favorite guitar heroes um alan holdsworth big time um who well paul gilbert obviously paul gilbert steve i all the all the classics they're, man, they, they were awesome. They're still awesome. It's just that it's it it, it it's old. It's not. I don't want to say old, but it, it's you know it, you don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, Kirk Hammett. Uh, when the first time I heard Kirk Hammett, I was like, oh boy, what is this? You know, I was probably eight or nine, and I heard that, and I was and I, already I was playing guitar. I had been playing guitar for two three years. And because uh, I started at six, uh, but when I heard Kirk Hammett, I was like, oh boy, what is this? I want to do that. So, uh, yeah, Kirk Hammett, big time. And and yeah, a lot of jazz guys, like I said, Alan Holdsworth. Um, yeah, there are so many, man. The list goes on and on and on. So, let's get to Polly Chuck, the movie TIE Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that all about? Um, it's, it's funny, man. I, I was never the kind of, I've been playing guitar for 25, 26 years. And I was always the kind of guy who would not move too much. You know, I would spend it, you know, eight hours a day practicing and, 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 you know, and in my mid twenties, I thought, man, I, I got to start training. I got to start moving a little bit. And there was a gym right across the street from where I lived. Uh, it was a MMA gym. And I thought, man, I, I, mean, I wish I knew how to fight. That's pretty badass. <laughs> I just walked in and 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 signed up, and I've been I've been there ever since. It's been four years. I and it's become a, a passion of mine. Now I I love to train. I love to fight, and it's yeah, it's really become a, another passion. So is it MMA style fighting that you're doing, or is there something specific for Muay Thai competitors? I've I've fought Muay Thai um, and. Maybe eventually I'll do MMA, and I train MMA, but I've only been do uh, so. I've been uh, I've been doing striking, so the Muay Thai style for four years now. But I've only been doing wrestling and jujitsu for about a year and a half. And MMA is really a mix of all these, you know, that it's it's mixed martial arts. So it's striking with grappling. Um, so <clears throat> I didn't think my grappling was, you know, advanced enough to. Uh, to 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 fight in MMA, but eventually, if I can, I'll, I'll definitely do it. It's just fighting in general. I find is a great uh, great art. I love it. Um, it makes me a better person. It makes me a more <laughs> humble person. Sure. Yeah. When you walk into a, a, a martial arts gym and you see all these guys that can kick your ass, you know, it's it's intimidating, but it's humbling. You see that you can't like just be that that douchebag who like. You know, I, uh, and I think about that when I when I drive in Montreal, like Montreal gets there's a lot of traffic in Montreal and there's people like honking and, and, and angry all the time. And, and sometimes I even see people you know, getting out of their cars and fighting. And, you know, 
I would never, I maybe I would have done that before. Not really, I'm not really an angry person, but you never know. But now I would never do that, man. When you know how to fight, you 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 want to avoid fighting at all costs, and that's something that you know martial arts taught me. And also being more fit, being just more, um, just just generally fit, just more healthy, you know. So it, it truly made me a better person. Well, it sounds like you're fighting the good fight all around. Uh, yeah. Your new album is Shadows Exposed. It's an EP. Yeah. And it's on all the streaming outlets right now. I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the Rockish George podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. I want to thank Polly Chuck for appearing on the Rockish George podcast. I want to give a shout out to Chipster PR for making it happen. You can check out Polly Chuck at his official website, polychuck.com. There you can link over to his social media accounts. Be sure to stream his latest EP called Shadows Exposed. Thanks again for tuning in to the Rock is George podcast. I've already got episode 12 ready to go. Should be debuting in a week or so. You've been great. I've been George Dion, and I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.